If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, then the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, then I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another fabulous Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free. Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. You might have sprained something on that one. <laughs> did, it, did it even make sense what I said? Uh, like, could you make out that I said Radio Free Brooklyn there? Uh, well, I knew what you were saying, so <laughs> to the untrained ear, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I was. it just struck me that to that the might be the people tuned into Radio Free Brooklyn, they probably got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Someone's going. What is that? I don't. I thought I was at Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I don't know what he just said. Um, how are you, Noel? Denise? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so, I was just thinking about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very recently, I met your friends mm. that you went on vacation with. Yep. Uh, and you met them in edinburgh i did yeah we did when uh and you were surprised that i hadn't met them because it was through a show that we were all involved in and that went to edinburgh Mm -hmm. and then i reminded you i did not go to edinburgh because at the time i was in a relationship that was just in free fall Uh and uh (laughs) i thought i had to save this disaster of a relationship oh that's really interesting because you know the excuse you gave at the time was work well, also work, but it, but if I I think if I should have gone, yeah, is what I'm saying. You should have gone. Uh, and I look back at that sometimes and think, man, I should have gone. I would have had so much better time you, you, than spending a summer <laughs> in disaster land. You would have had a much better time. I mean, it would have done nothing for your career. No, it wouldn't have. Uh, uh, you know, it certainly didn't affect your standing in Charlie Victor Romeo. It did not. It got you. You were still in the film. Yeah, I lost uh, some of the choice parts, though. Did you? Yeah. Oh, to whom? I'm to trying to remember all the what... little creepy creeps that uh, snuck there's in the side door. So many of them, too. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you missed a really good time. That was a good time. Yeah, and, I know. You know, I get it. But you know, look, if that's your biggest regret in life, yeah. You're not doing so bad. I guess not. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you about some regrets, but then this would turn into a therapy session. As opposed to a show about regrets, oh which my is God. what it is. Oh, my God. Is that yeah, our topic that today? That is our topic. Uh, one thing we should cover before we go in there. This is the deal, guys. Josh and I are financial geniuses. <laughs> no, we're not financial genius. I think what we really are, uh-huh. uh, 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 we are... Uh, business-minded people, okay, who yeah. uh, are full of great ideas, okay, that some proper financial geniuses can take and make millions off. Of. All right, oh, so, so does that we, make sense? Sure, we we are financial muses. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and we come up with ideas that are better than anything anyone has ever heard, uh-huh. and we put them out there. And you, the listening audience, take these ideas. You make them reality. You make millions and millions of dollars. You give us 10%. Mm-hmm. You tithe us. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, pretty much it. That is the deal. That that is the deal. Josh and I do nothing. Nope. Other than give you these incredible, we incredible. do. See, that's the thing. The idea that we do nothing, uh-huh. I think, is a little unfair to us. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> we sit on our asses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after we put that initial idea out there, yeah, we, we do don't nothing. do anything yeah. else, right? But we take the time. We take that, as you said in the last episode. I think you take those two lunch hours. Yeah. A week. Yeah. That's uh, a sacrifice, guys. <laughs> it is. That is time spent where he could just be meditating or contemplating the food that is in front of him. Yeah. And he's on his iPad or his phone, and he is looking up stuff based on the topic. That's two hours a week of his time. Yeah. That's not nothing. Week. That's not nothing. That's something. That's some heavy lifting. Yeah. Okay. Is what I'm saying. I, I'm with you. We should I, up our uh, percentage, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still waiting on our percentage to yeah, come it's through. Coming. It's coming. But, you know, again, with all of the listeners we have, and I think we have what about eighteen million. Eighteen million listeners. Yeah. Uh, you know, if even twenty percent of those people, yeah, strike it rich, like Boom. actually action our ideas, yeah. Uh, and we get ten percent from all of them. Yeah, we it, it's easy street. From we're then on in. We're Josh. Scrooge and McDuck. Scrooge uh, McDuck in that shit. It's coming, Just diving in our in Boom. our money vault. Boom, swimming around in that cash. Yeah, then we can run for president. Yeah, together, together, the two headed president. <laughs> no one's ever done that. No, but Who, we will change the system. Right. We'll bring the system to its knees. To its knees. Yeah, and we. <laughs> can think of that one and we will uh you know we'll change the game yeah change the game 100 because that's what we do i think really what we are is we're game changers yeah you know if i was elected president not only would everyone just do better off uh-huh they'd all be rich yeah everyone super rich that's right because we would give people these ideas yeah and this is what we would do you know donald trump talks about getting money from the saudis and them paying their fair share yeah we won't demand it. No. We'll just sign treaties with them that we will give them all of these ideas to yeah. help themselves. Yeah. And then they'll just tie us 10% and that'll take care of our debt. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Thanks. All right. So, <laughs> regrets. Clearly, we, I only have the one. Uh-huh. Which is impressive. Yeah. Um, it's, the, it's the beauty of an unexamined life. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what we're really here <laughs> for is to get you guys rich with regrets. So right. you don't regret not being rich. That's right. And, uh, you know, maybe even taking your regrets mm-hmm. and turning them to cold, hard cash and getting over the crippling yeah. uh, depression that they've caused you in your life. Nothing, nothing gets you out of crippling depression like buckets of money. And getting through your regrets. That yeah. combination. Yeah. Both. It's, uh, it definitely works well together. It does. So, uh, Noel? Yeah. You want to start us I off? I do. Let's do this, All yo. Right. Okay. So, regrets, right? What are they? They're bad feelings regarding something you have or have not done in the past. You blame yourself. They're different from remorse, which is uh, more of a public thing, uh, right? So, remorse is more apologizing and things like that. And Gotcha. Okay. Regret is just uh, an internal thing. There's no one to apologize to because you're the jerk. Right? Well, I, I'm not... I, I mean, regret seems to... Fo- I mean, certainly there are people who have regrets over things that they've done that they could apologize for. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not saying that there's no overlap. Right. But they're not the same. 
No, they're not the same. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, these regrets, what do they do? They can create chronic stress. They can cause depression. They can make you hesitant to make decisions in the future. They're bad. They're bad. Uh, they can develop bad brain patterns in you. And uh, they, uh, they take place in your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, your regrets actually are actioned in your orbifrontal cortex of your brain, uh-huh. which is, uh, you know, the front of your brain, basically right above your eyes. Okay. Uh, that's where your regret comes from. Uh, people who have antisocial personality disorder and just dissocial personality disorder are incapable of feeling regret or remorse. Ooh. Uh, those disorders, mm-hmm. a.k.a. sociopaths and psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, so they can't feel remorse. Uh, the, so sociopathy and psychopathy also occur due to malfunctions uh, in the paralimbic system. In the orbifrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> over time, medical studies have looked, and there have been cases where people have become sociopaths from damage to the area of the brain. Mm-hmm. Right? So one dude got like a metal spike through his brain, right? Became a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people, same, you know, uh, head, inju- head injuries from car accidents. It can make you a sociopath or a psychopath if yep. it injures the right yep. part of the brain, which is very pinpoint known. Right. There certainly have been, if you ever see, there there have been a couple of uh, good documentaries about athletes with traumatic brain injuries. Uh-huh. And uh, within that, uh, the documentaries, there are bits and pieces about sort of uh, an inability to censor oneself. Uh, and a certain lack of empathy that suddenly has come up. Sure. Due to the uh, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson certainly. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yes, there's 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 a definitely a connection there. Okay, sure. so uh, clearly, if you want to help people with uh, their crippling regrets that they can't get over on their own, mm-hmm. uh, we can do a procedure <laughs> where right in, right through the eye socket, right uh-huh. above the eyes, uh, you basically. Go in with almost like a coat hanger, and <laughs> you, you you poke them right uh, in the p- paralimbic system uh-huh. in their orbifrontal cortex, and they become socio- sociopaths, psychopaths. It's an empathy abortion is what you're performing. And, yes, I am. And, uh-huh. uh, and they will no longer be crippled by these regrets. Another fantastic... <clears throat> benefit mm-hmm. which is also why we're going to give these out for free uh-huh is because i'm sure you heard about all the talk in the last couple of years about that uh the psychopath test book the yes yeah. okay so uh psychopaths that don't get locked up for horrible things uh-huh tend to be incredibly successful yeah and sociopaths too i believe yeah oh but it's it's basically the same thing well yeah mm, pretty close uh, <laughs> uh and so uh a huge percentage of the ceos of our country and the world are psychopaths 
Probably. Yeah. No, it, it, it was proven. They took, they, Are they all psychopaths or yeah. sociopaths? Psychopaths. Now, I the thought, book was psychopath. Right. I, I thought, I just want to say this. My impression is the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath, one of the big differences is that the thought is that a psychopath is born uh-huh. and a sociopath is made. Okay. All That's right. just one, uh, like a major difference, but just one okay. of them. So we're making sociopaths, right. uh, which are incredibly successful. Uh-huh. Uh, and what we're going to do is in payment for... Freeing you from your crippling regrets. I don't know what it is. You 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 should have uh-huh. kissed that girl that time. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, we get, or you, the listening audience, get ten percent of their future income, oh, which okay. will skyrocket, and yeah. in turn, we get ten percent of your income. And, yeah, the 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 the. Emotional freedom runs downhill. <laughs> Emotional. It's like the trickle-down effect Yeah, of sociopathy. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that sounds similar to uh, uh, something I wanted to do in the, I think it was the lies episode. Okay. To allow people to lie better, to be more successful, uh-huh. right? And, and Yeah, you were going to teach lessons, yeah. Right, lessons on sociopathy. Yeah. And because there was, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned it, in it but I had found a, uh, a website, and I can't remember the name about it, but it was basically like an, on, it, it seemed like it was an online magazine about mm-hmm. sociopaths, but what it really was was a forum for sociopaths to uh, discuss sociopathy and uh, a lot of it was people who wanted to be sociopaths and how could they become sociopaths. And someone actually listed a series of things you could do mm-hmm. over a period of two months that would essentially the idea is that it would change your mindset. It would flip a switch uh, by your actions. I, I looked into some stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, but it occurred to me that the the most sure route, oh, w- which is not... Filled with horribleness uh-huh. <laughs> would be, uh, you know, the little coat hanger in the eye socket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did see something about when I first started looking at this, it, w- it would be how can you induce sociopathy? And uh, do you remember? Oh, this was a horrible thing I read. The guy who I think it was Finland and he like bombed by their parliament and then he went to that island and yeah. shot all those people. Yeah. He apparently did a one-year thing where he learned to be a, a sociopath uh, and basically locked himself in a room and played violent video games for a year to make himself a sociopath. Really? Yeah. So this is a similar idea that you can train yourself. Th- and I, I recall, I, I can't remember the specifics of it, and I, I didn't think about pulling it up, but it uh, one of the things was sort of like, it was sort of like confusing your sense of empathy. So it was have you do something horrible to someone uh-huh. and, uh, and get a treat. Basically, <laughs> yeah. And then do something nice for someone uh-huh. but n- not fe- try not to feel anything when you're doing it. So you don't... So suddenly emotion, you're detached emotionally from doing something terrible and doing something good yeah. as well. There's just no feelings, right? That's the idea is basically that there are no more feelings. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to hold up horribleness... T- yeah, and, no, and and I certainly didn't want to use this uh, mass murderer no. as a as an as, example. Yeah, <laughs> it can go it can go horribly horribly wrong. Yeah, when you we know. can do it, 
with medical science. Yeah. It would be it's like torture, I think, to put someone through that without you know, the medical science is done and suddenly they just they're just different. Yeah. You go to sleep, you wake right. up and hey, I don't care I didn't kiss That's that right. girl anymore. Exactly. I can go out in the world and, and kiss whoever I want. Kiss whoever I want. I just grab, grab them. <laughs> <laughs> Grab so some, clearly we yeah. have some psychopaths, sociopaths uh, on the news every day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just grab a girl and kiss her. Yeah. Or grab her anywhere you like. Doesn't a- matter. Anywhere. Because you don't care. You know. Why should they? Um, And you can't understand why they would feel that way anyway. Yeah. Because you don't feel anything. Yeah. I mean. We're trying to say you're dead inside, Trump. Yeah. You are dead inside. uh, In case you were wondering. Yeah. That orange is just the color of the formaldehyde (laughs) seeping through his skin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm all for uh, sociopathy to help make you rich. I think that's a good one. Yeah, you just, if you can divorce yourself from feeling and from sympathy and empathy, you are definitely on the way to becoming a billionaire. Financial powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, look at Mr. Robot. They're all crazy. Mm-hmm. They're all psychopaths and sociopaths on that show. And they've, you know, they're all successful. Yeah. Right. Um, nice one, Noel. Yeah. Boom, Boom. Fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I actually had kind of a, a, a hardish time with this. And okay. it was one of those ones where I gathered up a whole lot of facts about regret. Right. And then I was trying to like, well, but then how do I actually make money off of this? Okay. Right. So I'm going to throw out some facts. And so I don't have anything concrete. All right. I have some. Yeah. I have some rough ideas that maybe we can sort of massage a little bit. Okay. To work them out. So I looked at a lot of uh, research about regret. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's it's really kind of interesting. So the first thing about regret is it's a very apparently very American, very Western thing. All right. Because all of these studies, one of the things many of these studies has proven is that regret is greater in societies where there's more choice. The more choice you have, the more opportunity you have to regret not making the correct choice, right? So in in societies, for instance, where... uh, the family is very much in control and arranged marriages are the case. You have very little regret about romance because you've never had the opportunity to fall in love in another way. Sure. Right? You're 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 it's 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 not common. That's why you, you hear about all these sort of successful arranged marriages, right? It's like eventually I learned to love the person. Yeah. Eventually and you know, after forty years they're still together and they've created this life that works really well for them, right? Uh-huh. Because at no point they were they were destined to be married, many of them, from the age of 10, 11, 12. So there was no thought that, what about this person over here? I'm in love with this person. or And it's not often, not always, but often the sort of regret angle or the cheating or anything like that or they're falling in love with someone else comes when they leave the society that they're in and move to a more Western society. Oh, okay. And then they meet someone that maybe they've fallen in love with because it's a freer society, more interaction in these cases between men and women on a social level and, and, uh, more choices, yeah, more opportunities, more choices. So it's a very Western kind of, kind of situation. Um, uh, 
and then I looked up, uh, so, like, what are the biggest regrets okay. in America? And it was interesting to me because in this study, which was in a, a, a psychological test study in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a government uh, website, yeah. uh, the six biggest regrets uh, in descending order of frequency, number one, what would you think number one would be? In if like among everyone, among everyone, like the number one, like just doing a mass, you know, if you just thought of the top regret that people who regret things have, what would that regret be? Do you think, or in what realm uh, would it be? Maybe not. Maybe not stopping and smelling the roses. Right. That's what I would think. I yeah. would always think that the biggest regret is not spending enough time with family or concentrating too hard or anything along that yeah. time. Poor division of their life versus work kind of stuff. Yeah. The number one thing, apparently, is education. That's the biggest regret, either not getting a good enough one, uh-huh. right? Uh, not getting one. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a regret for me that I dropped out of college. It seemed like the right thing to do at the time, but never going back. One of my biggest regrets. Uh-huh. Um, something like that. So, Well, you know, on that note, I mm-hmm. did come across this when I was looking things up. I looked up uh, regrets of millennials. Uh huh. The number one regret of millennials, yeah, is that they did go to school and now have so much debt. I understand that and feel like they've gotten nothing from it but debt. Right. The I, biggest regret is going to school. Well, that's generational. Yeah, it may be generational, but it still fits into your right. into what you're saying. Right. It, yeah. it, right. So education, which then feeds into the number two, in my mind, feeds into the number two one, which is career. Hmm. Right. Like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. And certainly how many people do we know you being an actor, uh, you know, improviser, comedic force majeure, yeah, majeure, majeure. <laughs> uh, how many people do you know who like went and got a degree in something and whatever they're doing is their actual career? Yeah. Particularly in the arts. Uh, and their degree, their degree is basically useless. Yeah. Other than being able to check that they went to college. Sure. That's what on, mine is. On something. Right. A sociology degree. <clears throat> I'm not so, a sociologist. M- I had a thought. How many movies, television shows, ideas have there been of people? I mean, the great Rodney Dangerfield back to school movie uh-huh. is just one of them. Of people going back to college. Uh just to relive the college experience in the way that they wanted okay, yeah, to. Yeah. They wish they could have. Yeah. So famous trope. Right, exactly. Why not have that happen in real life? Okay. Okay. Set up a university that and and you would do it in conjunction with major universities. Like even for people who said like, man, I should have gone to Yale. Yeah. So you set up like basically it's like an adult college playground that's called Yale. Yeah. Right? You are you are making a deal with Yale and you can do uh visiting professors and the whole thing. Sure. And people can go back to Yale and it's just forty, fifty, and sixty year olds mm-hmm. who uh need to relive their college experience because it was and it can go either way. It could be the guys who uh spent all their time studying and didn't have any fun yeah. and now are really rich and wish that they had had more of a social life and done more when they were younger yeah. and in college. And you can they can come back and be the frat boy. And conversely, 
You can have the guy who all he did was party and didn't take advantage of the education that was provided to him. And because of the quality of education, they can come back and they can be the studious guy. Yeah. They can change their whole uh, 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 path. Yeah. You could have a guy that was on the diving team come back and do the triple bundy. What's the triple Bundy? That's from Back to School. That's oh, the, that's, that's the right. Does oh God, <laughs> I forgot about that. Right, you know, I, I don't know. So that was one idea, mm-hmm. right? So it's sort of like an, an, an one could call it a vacation thing. Yeah, because I would think it's like one, Westworld. But. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's Westworld, but but yeah, but college. Yeah, right. So that was one idea I had. Um, you know, needs to be massaged. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Another idea I had, again, based on this idea of uh, having fewer choices. Okay. Right? Some people don't do well with a lot of choices. You, They actually cite that study in the study you had mentioned in, 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 a, in a previous episode uh-huh. uh, about the people having a selection of like 26 jams to yeah. taste. Heavy and, metal jam right. is the one that they are going to pick. <laughs> I didn't want to say heavy metal jam. <laughs> but so you cited that study, and that uh-huh. study is actually used here. And one of the reasons, one of the main reasons people didn't choose, were so unhappy and didn't choose a jam from that selection of 26 was because of regret. Uh-huh. That they either didn't get to taste all of them, um, they were afraid they were going to make the wrong choice um, versus when they had the six in front of them. It was like, eh, I can't, you know, it's fine. They also did another study <clears throat> where uh, they had people take photographs, uh-huh. right? And they laid out the photographs and they could only take one group, could only take one home. Yeah. And once they chose that one, no backsies. Okay. Right. The other group could take one, and then if they wanted to return it, could switch it out for another one. Uh It turned out... Now, I would think the people that took one, took the one and couldn't return it, would be like, oh, God, I made a mistake, and now I can never return this. Uh Right? That would feed my personal indecision so deeply I wouldn't be able to make a decision. Apparently, it was the exact opposite. The people who were allowed to return it were regretful of the decision they had made and could then and then would go back and return for another one and then go back and return that one. They couldn't make the decision. Yeah. All right. The people who took the one were like, oh, I've made my decision. That's it. I'm living with it. It's good. I'm good to go. So I was trying to think, how do you take that, right, and make people? The idea is you make people regret uh-huh. Making the wrong decision on a product, right? Yeah. That you so how do you make them regret? So the it's not even so much that you're touting your product, my product's the greatest yeah. in some sort of marketing campaign, but how do you make them regret buying anything but your product? Yeah. Right? That's a stronger to me, that's a stronger uh motivator to buy your product. Yeah, it sure is. That they're gonna think, oh God, I wish I had gotten that one. Right, but you need to make them think it before they get out of the store. Yeah, so that's that. I couldn't get my finger on that one, but if you can figure that out, you're going to be a marketing gajillionaire. <laughs> you are going to have people hand over fist trying to get you to do their marketing for them. Well, you just do exactly what was in that study. 
So uh, for if, if we're still talking about jam, uh-huh. uh huh, you heavy metal jam, heavy metal jam. Uh, I, for I, example. I got something to say about that in a moment. <laughs> but uh, you give people the option to return any jam, but yours, and get a free heavy metal jam, and get a free heavy metal jam, or get a, get a free any other jam, any other jam. The only jam you don't give that choice to is the heavy metal jam. Oh, so they'll grab the heavy metal jam and they'll feel really good about yeah, it. Yeah, and everyone else will be racked oh, by a decision. Of course, yeah. that makes that makes perfect. Of course, yeah. just use the study. See, I couldn't judge that. Yeah, I couldn't think. That's you perfect. know, I, I have to say this: uh-huh. of all the schemes and all the topics we've done, very few have gotten so much scorn from you, from uh, our indecision episode, my heavy metal jam. Uh-huh. Also, none have come back oh, God. with the frequency and furor uh-huh. of heavy metal jam. Best idea ever, guys. Uh, go back, listen to that episode, and make uh-huh. me rich. Oh, make you rich. Both of us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Although you almost shouldn't be because I did. I had you such, distanced so hard. I had nothing. I had. It's the name, uh-huh. heavy metal jam. It's just it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me. I just you Why know jamming. I know, I know, with the nice heavy metal font on yeah. it. Yeah. So there's a couple of 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 things that you guys can grab. You can judge because it wasn't. They weren't fully fleshed out ideas. Uh-huh. I say it's okay if they only tie this five percent. Oh, well, okay. I, I did the research, but I didn't take it home. I didn't give them the capper. All right, as you like to say. Okay. I feel like by the end we tied it up, though. We did tie it up. So, but something to play with. Okay. They can still. It still needs some judging. You know, usually we're definitely a lot more formed. Yeah. Than that. You know, uh, one area that we are really just getting more formed every day in is our newest segment, uh, Josh and Ol Sell Out, in which we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing and succeeding at selling out to big money, corporate America, and, and you know, you know the tired old ways, right? You know you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Josh and Ol show page and hit sponsor. You know that half that money will come to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. And you know that if you don't like us, you can just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the Patreon link, and donate money to them, and none of that money comes to Josh and I. You know. (laughs) But the big money, the real money, the real aim is corporate sponsorship. So third week in a row, we would like to play you a little number from our sponsor, Monty Lamonti. Take it away. Hello, everybody. It's your good friend again, Monty Lamonti. You might remember me from my famous commercial, How to Do Things Right with Monty, and Don't Tell Me What to Do, Proper Way to Respond from Monty. Well, I'm back again with another good tip. Ladies, this one's for the men, but please listen. So if you know a guy in your life that you care for, you can pass this information along to him. Men, sit down when you pee. Stand Standing up is just plain ridiculous. Splashes pee everywhere, makes a mess, just gets things dirty. Plus it's much easier to sit down, pee, and then you can wipe the tip of your penis and you don't get that bad pee-pee smell. It's sanitary. There's another tip from your good friend Monty Lamonti. Always a positive influence in your life. And remember, like always, you heard this tip and you appreciate it, which I know you do. Google me, PayPal me, $2. Thank you very much. There you go. Another great tip from Monty Lamonti. Yep. 
Um, if he's getting two dollars per tip, uh-huh. based on the uh, on the uh, honor system, how much are we getting from Monty? For he, he's uh, our sponsor. <laughs> I, I'm a, huge he... huge bucks, <laughs> huge bucks, and getting us in the ring. Uh huh. So that yeah. today, Monty. Tomorrow, Del Monte. (laughs) 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 Oh, which will give you Monte Zuma's revenge. Uh, Who Waka, waka. This kid is on all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That was so terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, You know what else we're sorry about? Uh, Every week we give you a topic. This week it's regrets. We've had a few. Uh, But then again... Too few to mention. So we're going to mention another topic, a little tidbit of a of a turtling, of a nugget, of a topic for you to action, make money from, come back, listen to the rest of the episode, make even more money. Uh, so, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Juliet Brindark. When she was only 10 years old, Juliet began drawing a group of made-up characters she called Cool Girls. At age 16, she launched a social networking site for tweens called Miss O and Friends, inspired by her earlier drawings. She enlisted her mother and father to help put the site together with their combined graphic and business skills. It became an instant hit with fellow tweens who began visiting the website by the hundreds of thousands. The site now generates an estimated 10 million unique visitors per month and is worth an estimated $15 million. Uh, That's an episode that we have to do, tweens. Yeah. Because there is so much money in tweens. Yeah, there sure is. Oh, my God. I think probably more so than any other because it just seems like, Everything is about tweens. Every book being written these days yeah. for young adults is tweens, yeah. tweens, tweens. And you you know, once you get them, you have them for life. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what the Disney Channel's all about. They get these kids hooked on these performers and then they just string them through every gener, you know, as they get older, they age with them. Yeah. You know, it's like the Harry Potter series was brilliant in that way. Every year it got a little darker and yeah. a little older and just, sure. in t- just in the same mode as the kids. And now they're in their 20s and 30s and they just they can't get enough of Harry Potter. They can't. Billions and billions That's of dollars. Why they, they have the old saying, tweens, tweens, the musical toot. The more you tweet, the more you toot. <laughs> God. You're onto something there. <laughs> Speaking of zhuzhing I'm gonna, I'll save that one for uh-huh. the tweens episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Regrets. But tweens have no regrets. No. But we grown-ups do know. We sure do. How are you going to make money off of it? I got some ways. Well, why don't you tell me? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, of course my, my, my previous awesome idea uh-huh. was about people that are crippled by their regrets. But you know what? We all have regrets, and we're not all crippled by them. Um, You know, lots of our regrets are things that, uh, this is something that occurred to me while I was doing research, mm-hmm. right? So I, I did read that a lot of our regrets are actually from our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then when I was looking through all the top regrets, I realized that uh, it, they're not just from childhood. They're from early parts of different stages of our lives. Right? So, uh, you know, you might regret uh, not standing up to bullies from when you were a kid. Right. Uh, very common one, actually. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people regret uh, they go away to school. Mm-hmm. And they rack up a lot of debt on a credit card mm-hmm. uh, and, and things like that. And when they hit new phases of their life, the, the regrets tend to be bunched in the beginning of that. Uh, and, and there's a reason. And the reason is because we learn from our regrets, right? Hopefully. We, hopefully we learn from our regrets. So uh, you regret the, the, when you were, didn't stand up to a bully, but you learned how to deal with bullies from that. Uh-huh. And you regret... Going to school and, and racking up a whole bunch of debt off a credit card, but you learn financial responsibility from that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, and and if not, you might not even regret it. You know, right? Okay. Uh, but but so these are things that happen in our life, and if you process your regrets healthily, healthily, they make us grow, make us become better people. Uh. I have to say at this point, uh, <laughs> just a little side note, that when I was researching this, uh-huh. uh, I I was looking up like you know how to benefit from regrets, uh-huh. and I was just astounded that almost every result was about uh, being free sexually and not. You know, not worrying about what other people think about your sexuality. Uh-huh. And I realized I had uh, mistyped, and I had looked up ho to benefit from. <laughs> ho to benefit from regret. Yeah. They're so... saying don't regret being a ho. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, that's what all saying. it was, was yeah. like, don't let anyone tell you what you do with your body is not good. Uh, but, if you, but if you correct that spelling, you actually uh-huh. get a lot of other uh, results. Um, and if you look up how, uh, so I think that could be retitled regrets with benefits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the, the, the crux of every site I saw that said how to, you know, benefit from your regrets <clears throat> are to identify them, mm-hmm. address the weakness that caused them. And use this as a teaching moment, as a teaching tool, right? Uh, no matter what the regret was, it's pretty much all boiled down to that. You know, you can't do anything about it. It's in the past. Uh, all you can do is recognize there was a problem. Learn from it. Okay. Uh, so, a lot of a lot of under, other, something else that uh, people with regrets have is they look at. They know they can't change their life, mm-hmm. but more than anything, they don't want their kids to experience what they experienced. Uh-huh. They want their kid to have this lesson yeah. that they learned so painfully, be it whatever, you know? Uh, so, this is what we're going to do. Okay. We are going to uh, be regret specialists where we... Whatever your biggest regret is, your biggest regret not going to school or mm-hmm. whatever it is, if it's racking up your credit card, we find a way 
to take that same lesson learned and and make it so that we cause a very young child to experience this same regret under smaller stakes for what a, a would be appropriate for a child and then so give me an example of what that would like so say okay so let's just say one of my biggest regrets okay is that I didn't I dropped out of college okay and never went back all right okay and that regret dogged me more uh, as a regret uh-huh um, rather than as a failing later in life like when I was in my mid to late 30s and I decided I wanted to have like a real job okay right and the fact that I didn't have a college education was a real detriment to that uh-huh right so just so that's my big regret okay say I, I have it. a kid yeah right so now what is an appropriate so I have a, a an eight-year-old okay what in your mind is an appropriate way to stimulate that regret learning okay. situation for him no problem uh you you come over to my house mm-hmm. with your eight year old, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's this is getting sketchy already. And I have another eight year old there, <laughs> just randomly. And we tell him, "Hey, uh, Josh and I are going to go down to the basement do some stuff, <laughs> uh, but you guys need to do all these dishes." Uh huh. And we go downstairs. They start doing dishes. Right next to where in in the living room is a giant, uh, like the best video game setup they've ever seen in their life. Uh huh. And the one kid that was already there, he's not going to stop doing those dishes no matter what. But your little kid, he's going to stop doing the dishes. He's going to go over. He's going to start playing video games. It's even like left on, so you they can see right. like oh. So we're enticing. We're doing something to make sure that that other eight year old won't do this. Yeah. Right. So we're well. The, the, the other. Yeah. 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 He's whatever in, he's it in is. Right. I get it. But uh, but we're setting it up so my eight year old is there's no doubt in anyone's mind that my eight year old is going to abandon the task at hand to go and play these video games. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and. We have maybe even like ink on the controller, so he's got it all over his hands. Uh-huh. He can't hide the fact that he okay. did that. We come back up, and we say to the kid still doing the dishes, you know what? You're a great kid. You're a fantastic kid. We love you. Probably we love you more than this other kid with his <laughs> inky hands. And you reach in your pocket, you take out $200, and you give it to that kid. Uh-huh. And then you turn, look back at the ink-handed kid, and you're just like, "We really thought you would have done the dishes." Wow. Okay. You, you would have had that two hundred dollars too. Uh huh. And then, and th- and then, without any real stakes, that kid learns the same lesson, and then, as I said, the 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 tip is to healthily process your regrets. Right? Right. So we're also regret specialists, and we help this guide this child uh-huh. through processing his regrets. Okay. So, so it's not something that cripples him. It is something that they learn from. So it's entirely a learning situation. It's entirely a learning okay. situation. We're not just abandoning this kid. No, we're not going to dump him off. this horrible feeling no. No, of, no, no, no. of disappointing his parent. No. Uh, not making the money and then having him process it himself. No. We, okay. we, we then help him through this process. So he learns the lesson mm-hmm. of stay working, it'll pay off. Keep doing those dishes, I'll get the $200. Gotcha. You know? 
There, there's nothing but ink on your hands if you go over to that uh, video game console. Isn't that the whole concept of allowance, though? Eh, we're going to do it hardcore, though. Right. Yeah. It's going to be immediate. It's, it's going to not wait yeah. to the, the idea of waiting till the end of the week yeah. to get your allowance. And, and this is only this one example. I understand. You know, there's, there's, yeah. you could have regrets over anything. And That's anything true. you come up with, I'll come up with a situation that we could do to these children uh, to teach them that lesson under much lower stakes. Well, I don't quite understand how that lesson teaches them that they should not drop out of college. Because, they because when they dropped out of doing their work, when they stopped uh-huh. doing the task at hand uh-huh. and went after folly, they got nothing but ink on their hands, uh-huh. and now they, they've got no money. Uh-huh. The other kid was lauded in, as such a great kid. They were just sitting there like a chump with ink on their hands. Uh-huh. Okay. So? All right. Yeah. All right. That works. I mean, unless, of course, the reason that you dropped out of college was depression and an emotional breakdown. I mean, unless that is the case, <laughs> then you should, I'm just saying, if that were I, the case. Well, you should have put that stipulation in, and I would have come up with a scenario for that. <laughs> I, I would have had a, a little depressed kid who stops doing <laughs> dishes, and I'd be like, you're nothing but a dumb, depressed kid. <laughs> yeah, he'll never get out of it. No. It doesn't matter how you guide him. He'll never get out of it. I, I would have I come up with a situation for that. I'm, I have no doubt that you would have. Yeah. I just want to, I needed an example, and I appreciate that. That was a, a solid example. Yeah. Um, all right, so so that's good. So it's basically child psychology. It's immersion therapy to a certain degree. Yeah, it sure is. And and you know, so then, you, your biggest regret was you racked up your credit cards at college, and it took you years to pay them off. Well, teach them that same lesson under very low low stakes when they're younger, mm-hmm. and they have shame and regret about that <laughs> little tiny moment about uh-huh. a lollipop. And by the time they get to school, they're saying, "No, no, no, I'm not going to go out and rack up this credit card." Because remember what happened with that lollipop, right? You, you know, you put a little fear in them. Yeah, you've you've instilled shame in a child at a young age, but you've walked them through it. Yeah. So I think it's a good I think it's a good idea, and one of the reasons I think it's a good idea, one of the biggest reasons I think it's a good idea, okay, <clears throat> is because we live in a society now that, in terms of parenting, believe that shame, uh-huh. regret, yeah, uh, uh, uh. All these kind of negative feelings are we shouldn't have that their kids should never experience. Yeah. Right? Uh, anger, sorrow, uh, any kind of self hatred of any sort or uh, are negative feelings that they should never experience. And yet, if they are walked through them yeah. and taught how to deal with these emotions in some fashion, yeah. rather than process it in their four year old minds or eight year old minds, without any guidance they're actually very good experiences to have right because yeah. you're never you're not going to walk through your adult life without feeling these things right and if you do and you don't know how to handle them then you just end up having temper tantrums as an adult and you see it all the time with these kids who have grown up with quote unquote high self esteem yeah right they don't know how to deal with rejection um so yeah i think it's a great idea yeah i love that idea make the world a better place yeah one little Sad kid at a time. Right, and it's quick. All you need is a, a variety of homes yeah. to use to wash dishes in. Sure do. And video games. Yeah. Old Ataris. Maybe that'll draw them. Seeing those old Atari images <laughs> bouncing across <laughs> the screen. Probably look at, that'd draw us. <laughs> they, would, they would look at that and be like, what is this museum I'm in? I have uh, found a, uh, well, found, I, I think it was actually on Jezebel, They they someone posted it. 
uh, on Facebook, but WPIX 11 here in New York, which I didn't realize is the sister uh, station to WGN-TV in, uh, in Chicago. Okay. <clears throat> uh, but it was... Superstation. WGN. Yeah. When I was a kid, PIX and what's now Channel 5, Fox Channel 5, were independent stations, but in one of the biggest, if not the biggest market in the world, uh-huh. right? And so they were just chock full of very specific New York things, uh-huh. particularly ads and stuff like that for local businesses that you never see anymore because now it's like a CW or a Fox or a UPN, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they've started a Facebook page called WPIX Archives, where they basically are throwing up old videos of news reports from the city from back in the 70s and 80s and 60s and old commercials. And I have been going nuts on Facebook just like in like a nostalgia deluge of just looking at these commercials and and everything they trigger. And Mm -hmm. one of the commercials I've been seeing... They've had showed several old Atari commercials, um, which has been great to see. And you're looking at it, you're like, man, that's awful. <laughs> like when you just think of where in, in the 30 years from when Atari first came out to now, yeah, it's like unbelievable yeah. how it's gone in 30 years. But that shit was awful. Yeah. Awful graphic. Like the big thing in Atari, the one that had everyone jazzed was Space Invaders. Oh, yeah. That was it, man. Space Invaders was everything. But anyway. Um, regret. Yeah. I have a few. Oh, boy. And one of those, Noel, <laughs> yeah. is that I don't have anything else to say about regret. <laughs> oh, no, Josh. No, I mean, you know, again, so I uh, uh, looking at that list, right, Uh Parenting was actually number four on that list, uh-huh. which is a big one, right? And I, I, self-improvement and leisure were on there, too. And I assume self-improvement, and again, I look at self-improvement and leisure as a uh, uh, kind of together, you know, self-care. Sure. In that, you know, taking more time, doing more for yourself, not concentrating on... Uh, on the negative stuff and not, con- sorry, not, not concentrating on the negative, but not spending so much time thinking about career and how you're making money, right? And everybody you talk to who's retired, they all say the same thing. I wish I had spent more time with my kids. Uh-huh. I wish I, and so I was thinking to myself, well, how do we do that, right? This was another, this is another one that not a concrete solid thing, but how do we get people in a situation where they're working less, spending more time. Uh-huh. And I always sort of go to these things where it has to be a total lifestyle change yeah. of creating communities, right, that people buy into. And they buy into it financially, and in buying in it, and within the buying into it financially, they buy into it emotionally okay. <laughs> as well, right? So I've used it before with the idea of, uh, of the longevity one, yep. right, in the blue zone. You create blue zone communities, where people go in and it, and this to me seems like the same thing, right? You create a community uh-huh. of uh, with the whole goal of it is to have no regrets. Yeah. So when you go to the supermarket, for instance, there's one kind of bean. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of like what Trader Joe's does, right? Everything's under the Trader Joe's brand, so you don't have a hundred 
things up there. So you can breeze through Trader Joe's and just be like, I need spaghetti. And you're just going to grab spaghetti. Yeah. You know, you have three choices. You have organic, regular, and whole wheat. Okay. Right? That's it, pretty much. So it's like, you know, I just want regular spaghetti. And you don't think twice about it because you're not standing there. Like, if you go to a Whole Foods, yeah, people are standing and they've got like, I need, I need, I want to make a risotto. And there are literally 20 risotto rices up there. Yeah. And people are looking at them and, and they will spend 15, 20 minutes. Sure. 30 minutes. So just cutting down on your shopping time yeah. gives you a little more time for leisure, taking care of your family, yeah. doing all that stuff. Right. So you make these communities where you are given so few choices. Okay. That you don't spend any time making decisions. Yeah, North Korea. Perfect. There you go. (laughs) So we make a deal with North Korea that we send Americans over there, and they can live as Americans, live an American lifestyle. You create these these things. You set it up like, and it's got to be super cheap to live there. Yeah. Right? You don't need to work. If you have just 30, 40 grand set aside. Boom. In retirement that's funds, a lifetime. Um, that's a lifetime in North Korea, right? There you go. So there you go. Uh, 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 regret communities, yeah, wherein people uh, have fewer choices, um, save themselves time with that, and can retire on a pittance, yeah, an honest to god pittance. You know, uh, if if the <clears throat> regret we're addressing is, you know, not. Spending more time with your family, not taking more time for leisure. Uh, what what I would recommend is we start a community radio station called Radio Free Brooklyn. Start a show called Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, and have people listen to it and make so much money that they just go out, they quit their jobs, uh-huh. they become fantastically wealthy, uh-huh. and they live the life they've always dreamed of. Oh, that. That would there would be no regrets involved in that That's at all, right, guys? I think uh, I think this is a, a a meta topic. The 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 real solution to the topic is you're already doing it, <laughs> right? Uh huh. It's true. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You, you know what? You could be doing a little bit more though. What's that? Reaching out and touching us and uh, <laughs> telling us our ideas for topics. You know, rule to judge our schemes by yep. what what you're thinking about. Just just tell us what you're thinking about. <laughs> just let us know you're out there. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it's not some kind of zombie apocalypse, and we're not just screaming. Yeah, through the radio waves into the wind. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So if you want to do that, you can reach us on Twitter at grq josh noel. You can email us at grq with josh and noel at gmail dot com. Uh, you can get us on Facebook at facebook slash grq josh noel. Uh, you can always look at the cutest dog on the internet at herschel underscore the underscore doxador on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> and then you can go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. You can rate. You can review. Yeah, you do can that. Listen to us every Saturday night at eight o'clock on Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, there's so many ways. There's so many ways to, to become part of our lives. That's right. You can also review us and rate us on Stitcher. Yeah. On Audio Boom. Yep. On uh, uh, anywhere. Yeah. Any anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you're not listening on iTunes, then go do it on the other one. Yeah. Periodically, we like to look and see. What people have said about us. Yeah, it's fun. We don't like to live in a bubble. Yeah, and if you are only listening to us on iTunes, 
maybe, you know, check us out one time on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn and see what else is on the station. We're about to start a third, uh, another season. Which season is it? Uh, four, I it's think. It's fourth season. Right. We started in uh, season two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, four. no. We started partway through one. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but and, I still think it's four. And, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I, I uh, have been privy to some of the some of the uh, new shows and there's some good stuff coming your way so tune in listen give us money yeah make your life better quit your job spend more time with your children get rich give us 10 percent. that's right uh when you get rich noel yeah you have all that money yeah and you're swimming in it yeah and you're dumping it all over yourself all over yourself sometimes you want to have those things where you go man I really regretted spending all that money on that one stupid item. That's right. So uh, we can guide you through that decision, too. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Josh, please take it away. personally wouldn't even spend more than 10 pounds on a bottle of vodka well the russo baltique vodka that's a completely different story instead of being sold in a bottle it's sold with a flask instead which was made from gold coins and cast between 1908 and 1912 the top flask is practically a crown it's made from white and yellow gold and beaming diamond encrusted to look like the russian imperial eagle oh yeah and the flask is bulletproof does it taste nice Probably not. Costing about £970,000 or $1.3 million, that is one expensive drink. In fact, it's the world's most expensive drink you can buy. Yeah, I think that he calls it a flask, or it's called a flask because it's made all out of metal. Okay. Because it is the size of a, of a full bottle, of whatever, 750 ml bottle in the picture I saw. Mm-hmm. But I like that it's bulletproof. Yeah, sure. I don't know what good that does you other I'll than you your $970,000 bottle uh, when the assassins try to kill you yeah. isn't going to explode. When you're that rich, you got enemies. <laughs> That's right. But how do you how do you use it to save yourself? It's like if it were a flask, it would fit in your... T- I mean, how many movies Just have we seen? surround yourself in vodka bottles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most expensive suit of armor ever. Yeah. Just wearing all these vodka bottles Delicious, around though. you, uh, and that metallic tasting vodka. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nine hundred seventy grand. Okay, uh, so we got to get at this quick. But uh, how do you know that our ideas are so great that you should quit your job, take out loans, and action them? Well, it's because Josh scours the internet for rules for getting rich quick. Uh, which the judges schemes by Josh? Where comes rules come from? Uh, today's rules: five habits of the wealthy that help them get rich. Okay, we got uh, like one or two. One, they take risks. Yep. Because if you take the risk, you're not going to regret it. Yeah. Uh, two, they invest in themselves. Sure, you learn from your your regrets and you you get better. All so. Right. Uh, so we're rich. Yeah. As always, we're rich. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have to say it anymore, I feel like. So uh, once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Oh. 